lose feeling of your senses. Wild and crazy. Maybe winning a PGA Tour tournament. Yeah, I don't know. Bald guy still has it. Just grabbing a, a handful of back hair. Fresh off the couch, episode 11. Um, brought to you by no sponsor yet, um, only our favorite friends listening in every week. Uh, Travis, actually, last week's podcast uh, did pretty well, so I guess people loved cash. Uh, we got a great guest this week, too, but uh, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we, uh, I got some, some mixed feedback about the, uh, the episode last week. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, half, half my crowd said it was a little inappropriate, and half my crowd loved it. So, But uh, dude, I, I imagine Cash will probably be the, the least PG-13 guest we'll probably have. Um, yeah, Cash was, he was fun. My dad <clears> called <throat> me just dying after the episode saying how funny was the story about Polly locking him out of the house. So that was really fun. It's that's honestly one of my favorite stories to tell. Yeah, but uh, we got a jam-packed episode, and Trav, we got to get you out of here. So uh, uh, let's dive into some of the stuff we were talking about real quick this week. The MLB trade deadline was this just finished, I think, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, so August second, it finished, and some big moves were made, and some big moves weren't made. Um, one of the big things I want to call out is this one Soto trade. Uh, one Soto got traded for all of the top four prospects from the San Diego Padres. Great trade for baseball, in my opinion. I love it. I think it, you know, brings spark back and makes people, you know, tune into the second half. Uh, what do you, what do you think about it? I love, I mean, I loved it for the Padres. I, th- I think yeah. the Padres obviously walking out of the trade deadline are the very obvious winners. Um, I mean, even outside of Juan Soto, which is easily a top three player in baseball right now. I mean, they, they picked up, Hater, who's the best closer in baseball, Brandon Jury, Josh Bell. Um, I don't know. I, I thought for the Padres, they they killed the trade deadline. And obviously picking up a guy that's 23 years old for the next 10, 12 years, you can't really beat that. Yeah, that was huge, man. That was a, was a great move. I also think the big thing that a lot of people uh, aren't talking about too much is addition by subtraction by getting rid of Hosmer. I think that just helps their lineup exponentially. Yeah, and it you know, obviously frees you up from a from a bad contract, which in baseball it's really easy nowadays to get into those just because I feel like you see a lot of examples where guys get paid and then they kind of disappear. And I feel like Hosmer's kind of one of those guys. He was real good with the Royals and then got his, got his contract and then now he's just kind of another, just any other average Joe, you know? Yeah, once you hit 30 years old in baseball, outside of a few big names, 30, 32, 33, I feel like you're um... – you're kind of on the decline, but you pay for those front loaded in their late 20 years to realize, mm-hmm. okay, they can produce. And then the thirties are going to be like, kind of like a farewell tour where you're still putting butts in seats. Exactly. Yeah. The, the name I, I, I wanted to say how big of a loss uh, was the trade deadline for the Dodgers and Yankees? <laughs> yeah. Uh, our guests that we're going to have on, we're going to have to ask him that too, but uh, yeah, big, big loss for both of them. But I think also the Dodgers are so stacked. The Yankees traded away their five, 10, 21 and 22 prospect to the A's for Frankie Montas, uh, which I was, I'm happy with. A lot of people said, Oh, we should have got more for, for uh, Frankie Montas. But I'm like, all right, uh, if we can get one of those guys to be good, I'm happy with the trade. Yeah. And, and I think too, like Montas is obviously a, a top, top of the rotation guy but he's a strikeout fly ball pitcher which in in new york 
Mm-hmm. I think he's just going to end up being he's going to be good because he's got that strikeout stuff. But I don't think that is going to be as impactful as people thought it was going to be. Um, <laughs> I, I and like I was saying, he is great, but I think they had so many holes to fill that they did not like their best pickup outside of him was probably Bader. I guess I don't know. They dude, I looked up Bader's stats. The guy's hitting. He has a six sixty seven OPS this year. Well, so and that's like, that's the problem, right? Well, like, yeah. who who else did they pick up that impressed you? Because I didn't see anybody. At least who, who they got Trevino in the trade, but Trevino's been dog shit, Ter- terrible. And that was that was the ace throwing him in there. Like, all right, well, if, hopefully a chain of scenery can help him because he, last two seasons he's been not even our I don't even know our, our one setup guy. He's just been middle relief. Yeah, I, I just felt like the Yankees had a chance to like they're probably or probably the second best team in the AL in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But they had a chance to really make some additions that solidified them as like the favorite in the AL, and I feel like they not only did that, but they probably took a step backwards from from that. And I don't know, it's kind of crazy. The Dodgers, though, on the other hand, like you were saying, they have a lot of guys coming off the IL where they're going to be. It's basically like they traded for this this many guys without losing any prospects, you know? Because they they have like I want to say like five or six guys that are coming off the IL that are going to make them yeah. immediately better as well. So, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have so much pitching depth too, and they have a good bullpen top five bullpen in the league. And then they just have so much talent that they're still building within, which is great. I love, I love the Dodgers lineup still. I still think they're number one or two in baseball, even after not making any moves besides getting Joey Gallo, which in my opinion, Joey Gallo is just uh, Max Muncy. It's, they're just going to have to go back and forth. If you look at their stats this year, actually Max Muncy has a little bit higher of a war, but they're both hitting like 167 with like, I think 12 home runs. Yeah. They, they've got the, the three stooges in their, <laughs> uh, in their lineup now between those two and Bellinger. It's basically a home run every 10, <laughs> 10 games. And then they strike out almost every bat in between that. Yeah, they'll hit like the, each of them will hit. Like, they'll have one night where they have like a two home run game. So then uh, that sets them up. Like, all right, I'll be in the lineup the next ten games, and then hopefully I have to do that again, or I'm gonna take a have to sit for a couple more. Yeah, it's a uh, they like you said they're they're deep in hell. They're they're gonna be fine. They'll probably play the Braves in the NLCS. But yeah, speaking of uh, West Coast teams here, uh, I pose this question to you. But would you trade? Would you trade right now? Mike Trout to the Padres for the f- top four prospects that the, the Padres had. So that the only two that I know <clears throat> are CJ Abrams, who's the number one ranked shortstop, and then Mackenzie Gore, who I believe is the number three ranked pitcher right now. I think at this moment I would, mm-hmm. but Mike Trout is also on his decline in his career, right? Like mm-hmm. if you ask me this question, and Mike Trout was 23 like Juan Soto is? Absolutely not. There's oh, heck no. No chance. I think you have a proven generational player, and he's, again, 23 years old. It's so hard to move on from that. I feel like you, you can't get a haul back that would ever be worth what Juan Soto is going to give you. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like with Trout, I think it's the time that Angels kind of need to start looking – outside they need to start realizing you know Mike Trout was great but maybe you know we need to do a completely rehaul and just restart this because we've gotten we have two of the best players on the on the MLB diamond on a consistent basis and we still can't even put together a, a 500 record uh trust me dude I you can ask my best friend William this I have been wished I have been 
just hoping and praying for a total rebuild for like five or six years now. I just, you, you can't do that with, even if it's three names, you can't do that in baseball. It's got to be a full, you got to have at least like three legitimate starters. You have to have a good bullpen. You have to have balance from top to bottom in your lineup. And when half of your, half of your payrolls go into two guys, which after Otani gets paid, it's going to be Trout, Rendon, and Otani. We're not going to have money to give anywhere else. But those three mm-hmm. guys are – two of them are getting old. Uh, and then they're of, just not going to be able to carry the team like that, you know? Yeah, I think uh, you need you need to do something. And I don't know if it's the Angels' curse where <laughs> I was thinking that the Padres, if they did make that trade and top, trade the top four prospects that they have and <clears> – <throat> all four of those guys could be, you know, all stars going forward, but somehow the angels would find a way to, to ruin those guys careers. Yeah, they definitely would because the angels, not only they don't know how to pay free agents, but on top of that, they also can't um, develop in the minor league. So it's no matter where you go on our team, it's just a, a lose, lose. So if the, those four guys came over, McKenzie Gore's for sure. Having Tommy John at some point, um, CJ Abrams probably will forget to hit Robert Hassel will tear his ACL or something. And then the angels curse will continue. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Trav, but uh, you know, that's a, it's, it's the tough things about being a sports fan. And in my case, I'm, I'm dealing with a team where we have to build within cause we'd love to not spend money. And then you have the angels who are don't mind spending money, but somehow they just can never put it together. They just don't know how to spend it. Yeah. I'm going to stop calling it the angel curse. It's just, I'd rather call it the Artie curse because until that guy dies, the angels will go absolutely nowhere. Oh, wow. That's tough. Well, and, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I'm not wishing that he dies, but <laughs> until he does, I don't think the angels will be good. Yeah. Unfortunate. Well, uh, we can, we can jump into some fun stuff now. I don't want to keep making you sad over there about the angels. So <laughs> I want to introduce our, I can never remember this. I think it's our ninth guest. Maybe our, seventh eighth guest i can't remember but i want to introduce um my best friend um all of our friends here probably everyone who listens to the podcast knows him as the best dancer that we we know um also the the social media guru that he is uh sean deshay what's up sean what's up man what a great intro i appreciate that <laughs> you know the dance moves they they can they tend to come out when things get a little wild a couple of tequila shots you know i'll be good to go Oh wow, Trav! Trav, you taken any notes from Sean's dance moves here? I've seen you on the dance floor a few times. I don't know if you can compete. I've I've picked up a few things from Sean's dance moves in the past. My main thing is just the gigantic smile that's on his face the entire time. I think that I think that's half of it. Like he, no matter whether the dance moves are that good or not, it just looks like he's having the time of his life all the time. Yeah, that's a hundred percent it. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Uh, I'm smiling right now. I can, <laughs> if you could see, if you could see, if we we're recording this, you'd see the big old smile. <laughs> uh, Sean, I have a, a. We could get into your. I want to talk a little bit about your your job a little bit, but I also want to know, at work, have you has your coworkers seen you know show off those uh those nice hips, the hip, the hip flex flexes? I don't even know what to call it. Basically, you just you got the moves. No, we haven't had any. Um, hmm. Yeah, no, at the work events, we haven't really gotten to the dancing and music. It's all, you know, physical and mental health. No, no quite partying. <laughs> every happy hour, we get Uber credits, and I'm one of three people to actually use the Uber credits. I'll be there, and I'll ask everyone, like, oh, did you Uber? We get $50 each way. 
And everyone's like, no, nah, I drove. It doesn't, it blows my mind that people are given <laughs> Uber credits and don't actually use them. And then I just literally take down like 12 so for everyone out there sean is the uh sean i don't want to butcher this so feel free to correct me but i believe you're the social media director for on it um health company uh but i'll let you explain a a little bit more about on it and just your role and everything yeah i mean you pretty much nailed it just run all social media for on it which if you haven't heard of it a lot of people know of it through the joe rogan experience he was a big investor in the company and then they actually got bought out by unilever at the in the middle of last year and so we sell all types of fitness equipment everyone knows us because of alpha brain and people always ask like oh we're gonna take alpha brain instead of adderall that's probably the number one <laughs> but we, we we sell all types of supplements and a lot of them are for memory and focus and then also for muscle regeneration and all that so yeah i mean it's a company that's just really all about physical and mental health sean that- i got i gotta ask you something because you're you yeah. always seem like you're on it you're always very energetic you're waking up at <laughs> 4 30 a.m to do workouts and stuff are you taking this legal adderall by on it yeah 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 no i i don't actually ben ben tried it too so they have two different versions one of them is alpha brain and then they have alpha brain black label which is kind of a supercharged version that neither one of them really gets you you know shaky or nervous or like the jitters Mm. or any of that it just gives you more sharpness and for me I, i don't take it every day i probably take it two times a week if I just know I need to get a lot of stuff done but I'll just say I'm a morning person and literally once we get off this and it hits nine o'clock here in Austin I'll be laying down dead <laughs> you're, you're an old soul <laughs> it's, yeah, I wake up early and then by the time I'm done with some pickleball games and it's nine o'clock I like I can guarantee that I'll be asleep by nine thirty. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Um, that is so amazing. I, I will say, yes, uh, Sean um, hooked it up with some uh, al- Alpha Brain Black Label, um, and I take it every morning. Uh, I substitute it now for, for coffee. I don't even drink coffee anymore. Um, I thought I was going to be doing both, but no, I just will take two in the mornings right before I go to work. And like he said, it's just it's super sharp. I feel like I'm reading an ad read right now, but it's just makes me feel it makes me feel <laughs> sharp, and it's great. I actually love it. I'm like, this is this is a it, and has no jitters or anything to it. It's just I feel a little bit more clear. Well, isn't it? Is there any kind of like this is not probably not the right word, but like come down from because you know when you take Adderall and the day after you're just super dehydrated, you feel horrible. Is there anything like that when you take Alpha Brain? I haven't felt anything like that at all. I feel completely normal. It's not like I'm, I, I've, I think Sean said maybe some people feel headaches. I haven't felt anything like that. It's just, it's like a brain formula. That's what it says on the package at least. Yeah, no, I, I, most people I, that I talk with that have tried it don't really have any type of come downs. And that's also because, I mean, you know, one is you're getting from a doctor and you have to get prescribed it. The other one, you can just go on Amazon or our website and purchase. <laughs> so it's a little different in terms of the ingredients, but the normal one, Alpha Brain, doesn't actually have any um, caffeine, but then the black label does. So it, it kind of gives you like a little bit of extra. How Ben said he takes it instead of his coffee, that's what kind of a lot of people do. Yeah. I might Straight. have to. I might have to look into this because. Uh, yeah, hit me up. I'll, um, I, I'll 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 talk to you after the show. Yeah, that'd there be awesome because I I uh, am one to say that 
I've always called Adderall a miracle drug, but I, I can't <laughs> I can't take it that often because it really beats my ass the next day. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, we get a lot of reviews of people saying it changed their life and uh, mm-hmm. like, oh, I was I was addicted to Adderall and then now I started taking this and I feel so much better. And <laughs> no, seriously, we get some crazy messages about people saying that. Like, I was addicted to Adderall and then now I take this and I take this and Adderall. Now I'm addicted to both. Let's go. <laughs> I, I think that I think that between two of the most energetic people I know are guys that just kind of never stop between Joe Rogan and Sean Deshay. Anything that you guys told me to put in my body, I'd be like, ah, all right, sounds good enough. I, it, I, I'm always freaking pretty wired, especially these days that I don't know. It's just I think the more I push myself, that the more energy I have, which sounds weird. Yeah, I think uh, you definitely are mo- motivating with a with a lot of the posts too that you have and motivating me to at least exercise. I mean, you got me to do at 45 now too, which is, which is great. But also I want to go back a little bit too, cause I know you've been in the social media realm for, for a while. I want to just understand what, what got you into it, you know, the, the startings of it. And then also, you know, what, what got you to here now? Yeah. I mean, to take it all the way back, when I first graduated from Cal State Long Beach, that's when I started as an intern at Taco Bell on their social media team. And at that time, I mean, social media wasn't really a job for anyone. And so I even remember telling my parents, you know, like, hey, I'm going to start this full-time paid internship on Taco Bell social media team. And they obviously thought I was nuts. And when you compare that now, that was 2015, and now we're seven years later, and you guys could probably name or, you know, know people that work in social mm-hmm. across all industries. I mean, there's, like, people going famous on TikTok that are gardeners. That are like, <laughs> what? This person's a pool cleaner, and they're, like, had, like, a two follower account on TikTok. But back in those days, it was just way different, and not as many people are into it so if you knew little nuances and little tricks and tips everyone kind of thought you were this like you know like you're saying like social media guru so Mm. yeah back in those times to talk about it was a more of a free-for-all and you could just do whatever you wanted on the different platforms and there wasn't as much competition where now especially with podcasts I'm sure when you guys go on your feed, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, and you're scrolling, so much content is mm-hmm. it's like is podcast, but that's what people want to see. And then they use that content and it drives people to the full episodes where before, you know, Instagram was like people posting photos of them playing beer pong. Mm-hmm. And now it's just changed so much, even from a brand wise. I mean, like b- before you could kind of do whatever you wanted. And when we were on, when I worked at Taco Bell, we, when I was, I was there almost three years and we grew our Snapchat following from around 50,000 to, I think when I left, it was like 240,000. And we were one of the top three most followed brands on Snapchat. And we like, if you saw these stories now, you would just be mind blown. I mean, we were doing mm-hmm. like, uh like the case of the missing taco and the whole thing would be in black and white and we would spend literally three and a half hours at our headquarters filming this like three minute basically like mini movie on our snapchat um and that's (laughs) (laughs) like it was crazy sometimes we would like film stop motion videos and me and my boss it would take us like two and a half hours to film these videos and 
when we were at our peak, I mean, we were posting, let's say if it was a minute long Snapchat story and we were getting around like 150,000 views in 24 oh hours, which wow. these days, I mean, th there's definitely a lot of accounts that are doing that, especially on TikTok. But back then, if you were hitting those numbers in a 24 hour period, it was like, you know, it was pretty mind-blowing you're like how are there this many people watching these idiotic stories i mean that's I, pretty impressive for to have all that snapchat following for a you know for an app that you're supposed to just share new nude photos <laughs> i i can tell you firsthand that my fat ass was probably your biggest supporter <laughs> uh sean i remember i want you to tell this story real quick i remember your interview to get that internship at taco bell where you like were like cooking and you're like i can make a burrito like or make taco bell on the roof and you like went on the roof and then you like did it in all these different places do you remember that yeah 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 so this was a little background <laughs> uh when when back then and we actually that learning and what I did, I've taken across my entire social media career. And the basis of it is, is that before someone is hired, the last step is you have to create a video, a presentation. But in Taco Bell's case, you had to make a Snapchat story that was a minute long saying why you deserve the internship. And keep in mind, there's, you know, hundreds and probably maybe like a thousand or two thousand people applying for these internships, especially at Taco Bell. And so I was just trying to make it the most ridiculous. And pretty much the theme of it was that I could do anything for them. And so I showed myself throughout this video, everything from making them tacos in my kitchen to taking photos and then me like taking out the trash. And then at the very end of the video, I said, I would even jump off this this house for you and i was standing <laughs> on the roof of our old house and then i had my old roommate film it and i'm so like I start from the back of the of uh, the roof and start taking off as if i'm gonna jump and then the video cut and oh when i when i like find the hood back from them they were like just dying at the video and they, and they loved it <laughs> that's probably one of those things where your your like video was so unique that they were just like you got to leave him something to remember, you know what I mean? And that's exactly what you, what you did with all that. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's my, my whole point. And yeah, I mean, even now when I, when I hire people for social media roles, it's crazy. I mean, and you would be able to see it even if you're not in social media, that if I'm hiring a social media coordinator and the last step you say, Hey, we're coming out with this new product. Can you show me like influencers and maybe a launch plan of how you're going to go about it on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, let's say, that within um, probably 30 seconds to a minute, if I handed you three presentations, you would probably immediately say, like, oh, this is the best one. And that mm -hmm. right there kind of, like, eliminates the competition within, like I said, a minute. And you're not even in social media. You would just read them as, like, all right, this one's creative. This one's not creative. This one's not. The first guy, obviously, is going to do a better job. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's such a niche market and it still blows me away. And I was talking to your mom at your wedding, she's like, Yeah, I'm still just blown away. He does social media as his job, <laughs> and then your mom's also just like, Yeah, and I still can't believe he just gets to work from home. And I'm just like, Yeah, <laughs> you're like, Literally, everyone does these days. <laughs> that, that generation just will never ever understand us. I don't feel yeah. like, no, like they, they try to, shot. and they try to, they try to jump on board, but they don't deep down, they don't truly get it, you know. Yeah, they don't. No, they they don't get it at all. Yeah, or maybe like one percent. 
Uh, yeah. So Sean, you mentioned too, you mentioned a little bit of pickleball here too. And this is like the, the craze I see plastered all over your Instagram. And I personally have never played and Trav, I don't know if you played pickleball before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I play with uh, Hannah's family sometimes. Dude, dude this, this sport is like blowing up. I, I guess it got voted, I think two years ago or a year ago, got voted like the number one rising sport or something. And now I'm like seeing it everywhere. And Sean is posting every day about how he's, he's out there. Sean, Tell us a little bit about your, uh, your your pickleball endeavors. Yeah, yeah. It's slowly becoming not not an addiction, but it's – yeah, I mean, it's so fun. <laughs> I love it. I, I play – like, even before this call, I, I had – I went and met up with a friend and played for about only like an hour and 15 minutes. But I think the thing – and this is me being a brand ambassador of it – is it's so easy to get friends to come and play with you that, you know, I have friends that are, they played, let's say, baseball, soccer, whatever, in high school or college, maybe. And you ask them like, oh, let's go play tennis or let's go play, like join a league or join like a kickball league or a basketball league or flag football, whatever it may be. Everyone kind of gives you like, a, oh, I don't want to commit to something for the next six weeks. But this, you hit them up and everyone, you just go and play for that day. And it's, I feel like it's just such a small commitment. But if you've ever played ping pong, you can pick it up fast. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, even, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been going, dude, I've, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy. But I think the last few weeks I've gone four or five times per week. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it, is, it is exhausting, too. Like, oh, yeah. you see how small the court is and everyone would be like, oh, it's not really that much movement. You go out there for five to 10 minutes, dripping sweat, breathing heavy. It's like one of the best workouts I think you could get. Yeah. Is and, it- and keep, in, keep in mind when I go, it's usually about 102. Like right now when I was playing, it was 102 out. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. You're just definitely, that's, that's crazy. I, I picture it. Like, I don't know if this is right, but I picture it if, if like ping pong and tennis had a baby, they'd make pickleball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah exactly. I mean, exactly what it is. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's super easy to learn. It's one of those things, you know, if you ever had like a, a ping pong, like one of your friends had it in their garage and one summer you just kept playing over and over and you'd play like best of 11 games and you could feel yourself slowly getting better. That's how mm-hmm. pickleball is. That's the reason why I like going so much is because I could actually feel that after every week I'm getting better at it. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's a lot of fun and you meet a lot of people. And, and I heard recently you're joining, you're in a, a round robin tournament here. You think you're going to compete? Yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 I don't want to give too much info on it, but because it, it sounds absurd. But basically, pickleball ranking system is a one through five, five being pros, and then four is really good people. And in order to enter tournaments, you have to go to these rankings and you play ladders. So pretty much tomorrow night <laughs> for two and a half hours, you play as many games as you can. It's at a professional like football, you call it. And then they record the scores. They record all your games, like what your win-loss record is. And then at the end of the event, they give you basically a ranking. And then if you ever want to go play tourneys, you have to submit your ranking so that they put you in the right bracket. It's all just absurd, but that is, it's, it's, it's fun. Is there people – go ahead, Trav, sorry. There, there is one really cool thing about pickleball too, and I'm sure Sean can agree with this. It's one of those like few games where it doesn't matter how old you are. You can still be just as good as some – or even how athletic you are. You can be just as good as that 21-year-old 
former college athlete when you're 70 years old and you have arthritis in your back, <laughs> knees, and hips. <laughs> I've, I've actually got a tr- this story. Me and Hannah and her family were there playing, and this guy was kind of just sitting there, and he was, like, waiting waiting to play, waiting for a quarter or whatever. And then uh, Hannah's dad went and sat down. He's like, hey, do you want to jump on with them and you can play a game? And he's like, yeah, sure. So when he gets up to serve, he goes, do you want the amateur serve or the pro serve? And I was like, okay, old man, just <laughs> Just hit the fucking ball, all right? And this motherfucker hit the nastiest shit I've ever seen. He aced on me like four serves in a row, and I was just sitting back oh there. Oh, my and I, gosh. Dude, he was absolutely incredible. And I got so pissed off that I actually asked him to play one-on-one, uh-huh. and he, he 11-0'd me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Quick as shit, he beat my ass. This guy just was like, all right, all right, young Padawan. Yeah, he knew what he was doing, too, and he, like – before we started our 1v1, he pointed a hand and he said, that's your girlfriend? And I said, yeah. He said, not for long, pal. I was like, oh? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, my gosh. They, so it's kind of funny you say that. I, I always relate it back. For me, it's similar to snowboarding. Like, when you go snowboarding, you see a three-year-old kid flying down the mountain. And you're like, holy shit. Like, I wish my parents, you know, brought me when I was three years old and can just fly down the mountain. And then you see like an 80 year old that's cruising down too. they're probably skiing, maybe not snowboarding, but the age gap when you go is insane. And then even, yeah, when we go, there's, I mean, there's high schooler kids that go there that are just as good as everyone else. And then there's this one dude, his name is Weldon. And <laughs> dude, dude, he's, like, he's, he's like 65 70 and he's nasty he he has the sickest drop shots and even like i've played with him and he a hundred percent is is better than me like he because when when you get good at pickleball it's all about these little dink drop shots and he just like places them every time and the best part of why i actually enjoy playing with him is because he does little grunts and it's like oh He's like nasty while you're playing, and so I, I yeah, it's Weldon. I'll never forget his name just because he goes all the time, and he's got to be retired, but he's just he loves it. He loves oh, it. Weldon, dude. Oh yeah. man, good I'll old Welly. Forget his name. Love he's that guy. Do you ever do you ever bring Mac out there? You ever bring Mackenzie out? Nah, she says she'll go if there's if, if there's like not many people there, just so I can kind of teach her and we can play one on one. I have my own net. It's gotten to that level. <laughs> so like I, I have my own net i have six paddles and i just bought super nice nike tennis like <laughs> hardcore shoes so i mean the only thing that's next is uh, i don't want to do it but my hand slips because i sweat so much and these guys wear gloves and they're just like oh dude no slip no slip he's like you just got to commit to the glove but then my buddy said he won't go with me anymore if i wear a glove so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so there's gotta, the drawbacks. You gotta, you gotta commit to the gloves. This uh, guy wears a Nike wide receiver glove that's all white, and he's actually really good. And I mean, but it looks absurd. It looks. I, he looks I'm like just, Michael Jackson. I'm just, I'm just picturing Sean with like a sweat, uh, a headband, goggles, sweatbands on, the glove, <laughs> all, all white outfit. Oh man, Sean pulls uh, up, dude. Has like has Mackenzie just hold his back for him. He's like, babe, babe, I'll take the uh the number two paddle, please. Yeah, come on. <laughs> oh man, dude, there there is so I, I think I sent it in the group chat the other day. I don't know if you read it, Ben, but so we kept seeing this guy, me and my buddy, and he would always wear this vest. 
And obviously, like I said, it was it's 102 out. Literally, it's been 102 every single day for the last month and a half. I don't even remember what it's like to be under 80 degrees at night out in Austin. And he always wears this vest. And I always thought he looked, one, absolutely just stupid. <laughs> because I, I thought that he was wearing it. Because a lot of people in pickleball, once you get good and you're just spiking it, like I've been hitting the neck before. Oh, um, I, haven't, I haven't got like straight off the face, but I've been hitting the neck, the chest, like almost my balls. Wow. So I thought, he, I thought he was wearing the vest to protect himself. And then I just kept seeing him wear his vest like three days in a row. I'm like, dude, this guy, why the <laughs> fuck is he wearing this vest? And so I went over to him yesterday and I was like, why do you, I was like, why do you wear the vest? And he's like, oh, he's like, check this out. And he shows me an ice pack slide in the back and the front oh. of the vest. <laughs> and he literally was like, oh, I bought this off Amazon. It's like 40 bucks. Comes with the ice packs. I freeze them every night. And then I just slide them in. And then I was like, dude, this guy's a genius. He's literally, <laughs> at, from that moment on, I was just like mind blown that he had, was, had fucking an ice pack vest on. You, you thought that fool was showing up in a bulletproof vest waiting to hit with the balls? <laughs> oh, that's too good. That is great. That uh, is so smart, dude. I, I might invest in one of them. Dude, I, I looked it up. I was thinking about it, but uh, <laughs> it's supposed to get cooler here soon. But I think next time I'll have to get one. Yeah, those are, that's a, I would actually pay you just to wear that normally. Like you go out to the pool one time and you just wear the vest everywhere you go. I, dude, I honestly might just, I, I might just start working from home and just wear the ice pack. Back. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably save money on AC. Yeah, you keep your house chilly though. It was like when I was there, it was like 60 degrees in your house. No, not this. <laughs> 60 is freezing. We give it at probably 68. Okay. That is one thing that I do miss horribly about the South is it's hotter than hell outside during the summer and it's humid and all that. But the mm-hmm. second you walk anywhere, they have their AC down almost as low as it can go. And it's just freezing inside every single building. And out here in California, oh, yeah. they don't even have air conditioner. Like we don't have air conditioners in our house. And I just absolutely yeah, yeah. am cooking everywhere. Because yeah, everyone I- just opens their windows. Yeah, ter- I, I love it here in New York that they keep it frigid, but in my office, it's absolutely frigid and we're to the point where I have to wear a jacket in my office because yeah, it's so cold. That's a little too much there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, this is nuts. Uh, but all right, Sean, so uh, the, the whole nature of the, the pod, of course, is a little bit of gambling here and there. So I told you to prepare one, two, or three gambling picks. Uh we made a little bit of a mistake last week, Trav. Um, the previous week, I believe, Bo, who was on, actually got went two and zero. So I think that brought the record to fifteen and seven for you, and nine and four for the um, for the listeners or uh, for the, the guests. And then uh, I I didn't check on the picks, but I know that Cash picked the um, Angels over the Rangers on Thursday last week, and the Rockies over the Dodgers on Thursday. Uh, plus two for the Rockies. I don't know if that hit, but then you it, also picked it. Did it did not? Neither neither of those picks hit. Okay, oh and two. So, <laughs> so that brings the listener, the the guests, to nine and nine and six. And then your picks. You had three. You picked the Marlins Mets under um, on Friday. You picked the Brewers money line on Friday, and you picked the Angels series money line. Yeah, I, I went one and two. It was uh, the the Friday Mets and Marlins under was fluky at best they, the final score ended up getting to 10 but they were cruising through the entire game of course until until the late innings but 
Um, and then the Angels, like you said, I always lose when I bet on them, and they got their ass kicked. So there you go. So uh, uh, Trav, you are at sixteen and nine on the year so far, and the guests are at nine and six. Sean, so if the guests we have on have a better win percentage at the end of the year, then we will buy you a custom jersey, fresh off the couch jersey with the number guest you are. If you are not the winning winners and you don't beat Travis in win percentage, then you all have to Venmo Travis $5, unless you're my cousin Rob, who has to Venmo him $10 because he's a lawyer and he's rich. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sounds like a plan. I also just did want to point out that i know you guys were talking about the dodgers and because <laughs> um, you know when you're listening to a podcast and then you kind of want to say something but yep. then you can't because you're just a listener on the you know as you're driving or something so yeah. this is one of those times i just want to let you know that we'll be fine we have dustin may walker bueller gratterall and then also Chris Taylor and Justin Turner. And I don't know if you've seen who uh, Miguel Vargas is, the number one hitter in play, uh, number five prospect. So I'm going to say, yes, they didn't make any moves. I agree with you. Joey Gallo is literally kind of like a sack of shit. But <laughs> I, I, the thing is, he was so bad at the Yankees that it can really only go up. So, I mean, we didn't give up much for him. You kind of just hope for the best. And then, I mean, if Dustin May was a top Tommy John, so who who knows? But he was nasty before he went down. And I think we need, we, we'll need Justin Turner for the playoffs just because of his experience in clutch hitting. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I mean, I fuck, still think I'd still Padres. pick. <laughs> I don't know why it's so <laughs> funny right now. It's just like me being friends with Brock and, and you, Sean, it's like, you guys hate the Giants, like all like fuck the Giants, and then the Padres. You didn't even think about, and then now Padres get good, and it's like we hate the Padres too. And I'm like, dude, Padre, this would be like me as an A's fan, like in the, if the A's were always like we're always consistent, and then like the Mariners get really good, and I'm like, yeah, fuck the Mariners. I'm like, dude, I, I really don't even think about the Mariners. If they got good, like right now, I'm happy for them. I'm like, cool, yeah, awesome. No, fuck that, fuck the Mariners. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them all. No, I, I think I think the the big difference is that I mean, LA have obviously dominated of recent the the playoff matchups. I mean, mm-hmm. what's his name? Um, Connor got me a free jersey. Shout out to Connor. I'm just gonna say this <laughs> right now. I am two and zero in playoff jersey bets. Connor got me a Dodger one from the Padres. That was two years ago. Uh, I think Dodgers swept them in the NLDS. Yeah, that was – I don't know. I think they won one. I think the Padres won one, and then you guys ended up just finishing it off. Yeah, maybe – yeah, I think you're right. I think it was 3-1. And then last year when it was Giants-Dodgers in the what, NLCS – no. NLDS? NL, NLDS, That was yeah. NLDS, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was NLDS. And then Cook, me and him bet a jersey, and then he had to buy me a jersey. So, like, out of the five uh, Dodger jerseys I own – uh, only only had to buy three. That's a pretty good come up. Yeah, I mean, that's not bad. I mean, and the, you're picking the right team to be a Dodger fan. And so, uh, yeah, he never had to ne- never had to struggle as of late, at least. Yeah, 100 percent. But yeah, let's um, we'll get into the picks. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. So obviously, you know this, I'm a big soccer fan. I don't want to put any picks that aren't football soccer related. Just because I'm not a I, I I follow MLB obviously, but 
in terms of betting, there's just so many games that are up and down. So mm-hmm. mine are I'm going uh, money line for Arsenal, and that's actually this Friday, which mm-hmm. is the kickoff of the pr- Premier League season. That's minus one thirty-five. Arsenal right. for any soccer fans out there, they got Zinchenko. Mm-hmm. They'll have a ball and ass lineup, Gabriel Jesus. They'll have all their normal starters. I think they're midfield three. If they even don't have uh, Granite Xhaka, they'll have hopefully Partey, Odegaard. I mean, Partey might be in jail, but um, Odegaard, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Partey, uh, Odegaard, and Zinchenko. I think it's, he's, I don't think he's going to play left back. I think he's going to play in a yeah, he will. He central will three. So um, I'm taking them. I'm going to hammer them on, on Friday. Uh, that's at 2 p.m. and Well, 2 p.m. my time. And then on Saturday, I have a little parlay that I did. of um, It's Tottenham against Southampton, which is um, minus one and a half. Tottenham, I think, is going to come out nasty with Antonio Conte as their coach. And they got a dope lineup. And then mm-hmm. I'm parlaying that with uh, um, Newcastle money line. Okay, which, I like that. Um, Tell everyone why 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 Newcastle. So I mean they they spent a lot of money last year, but then they had a pretty chill transfer window. This current one, but signed still some pretty good players. They have a good goalie now. And I think they're going to do a lot. I would say the one reason I'm a little scared is because Lingard is now in Nottingham Forest, and he'll he'll for sure start for them. But no, I, I think I think Newcastle is going to come out strong just with all the reinforcements they made. Wow! I also love you are our first guest to throw down, put your put your nets on the table, and and put a parlay out there. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go, dude. And, and okay, so I'll, I'll also say that. For anyone out there that doesn't like betting soccer or know enough, that the thrill of it is so many of the games started the same exact time. So, for instance, on Saturday morning when the Premier League kicks off, there is one, two, three, four, five games that start at 9 a.m. or 7 a.m. on the West Coast. So you throw like a $50 parlay on maybe three out of those five, and then you know in an hour and 30 minutes if it hit or not. And that's the best. Mm -hmm. That's why I Mm -hmm. like soccer so much. 45 minute Mm -hmm. ads. 15 minutes and then the thing is if you lose that you just move on to the next game <laughs> yeah I, I i can't agree with you more and i try to get travis on this too in a previous episodes i've talked to him about uh just watching watching footy watching football in general and football i mean the real football not american football uh but i think it's just takes a little bit of a acquired taste you watch a couple matches you see something great happen see a 91st minute goal and you're like oh my god that's exhilarating so I love it. Yeah, the, the other small part is I always try to convince people to watch Champions League since it's the best teams in every country playing mm-hmm. together. But the games are on Tuesday and or when Tuesday, Wednesdays, and then the other ones are on Thursdays. So most people are like, How am I supposed to watch a game at twelve o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday? Yeah. But I just you know. I just throw it on my screen <laughs> at work, honestly. I just throw it yeah, on my screen. I would never do that. Yeah, good one. Sean, Sean, Sean was the king, Travis, before we get in your kicks. Sean would, would be the king of when he at his old job. He wouldn't be allowed to watch it, but he just has his phone in between his legs and just looking down. And then so they never could know if he's watching anything. Absolutely. Oh, There's nothing better yeah. than, than passing the time at work by gambling on some 
irrelevant game at at nine or ten a.m. and then it getting you through the whole entire day of work. Sean's watching. Not Sean's betting on English Championship football. Nottingham Forest against Brighton or or against. He's like, oh god, like dude, chill. It's ten a.m. on a Tuesday. Oh yeah, and the the thing is with with soccer, the way I like it in the morning because then. If Manu wins, the day is going up, and if they lose, then I just have to go, like I don't know, either go play some pickleball or go paddleboarding and drink or something. And just don't even, I'll just forget that they even played that morning. Oh, that's great! All right, Trav, what's your picks? Um, I've only got two this week, just because we're recording on on Wednesday, so they haven't. A lot of teams haven't released their probable pitchers yet, but I'm just going off teams and lineups i'm going to take the white Sox series money line versus the rangers um i know the white Sox though are throwing up cease Kopech, and giolito and i like that mm-hmm. against the poopoo rangers lineup and then my second one is a four game series which would start uh tomorrow it is the mariners series money line versus angels i actually wow. think hold on i actually think that that might be a five game series it is for it is for it is for okay i was gonna say to make up for old ones but uh okay that's a that's a tough the mariner series money line is a tough one considering they have to win three of those games i mean you can push of course but yeah wait no i did lie it is five games oh my gosh <laughs> Hold on, let me let me figure this out real quick <laughs> no, that, okay they, they have a double header so it's four games yes but i'm taking i'm i will bet they win three but if they only win two, then it's a push or whatever, which is fine. But yeah, I'm taking uh, series money line for the Mariners. That's a good one. I like those. I like that. I like the Mariners a lot in the second half right now. And then the White Sox. I think the White Sox are due to, to get better. They just have been battling so much injuries, and their manager is, you know, senile. So yeah, that, that wow. guy needs to get out of baseball and stay out of baseball forever. He is. There's something very off about Tony LaRusa. Yeah, I just uh, – how are you going to have a 70 – I think he's like 78 years old, 78-year-old managing your team. And you have a, a lot of bench coaches or a bench coach there that's great. Miguel Cairo, I think, could manage that team better. Well, what cracks me about him too is he's like this old racist white man, and the White Sox are like a very young, exciting Hispanic – like there's a lot of Hispanic players on their <laughs> team that are very like flashy and shit. And yeah. you can tell when he's in the dugout, he just – hates them all you know <laughs> yeah there was a there was a video the other day of him like falling asleep in the dugout yeah in the first inning <laughs> yeah he's like god damn it this is terrible so it's not it's not like it was it's not like it was like 11 p.m and it's like past his bedtime and they're in extra innings or something it was the first inning of the game and he's already dozing off to sleep yeah that clip that was so viral it was everywhere which is amazing <laughs> That's how I. That's how I am at at work though. At like seven thirty, right when I sit down, I just start dozing off a little bit. Oh my gosh! I that's how I. Oh man, I fell asleep one time when I first started working full time. Uh, oh, it was bad. I was in a meeting with our digital agency at Taco Bell with like twenty people, and it was two o'clock. And then I literally could not keep my eyes open for the life of me. And then they shut. And then my manager literally had to like basically like elbow my knee to wake me up and then they actually talked with me after and were like dude i don't know what you got to do but you can't fall asleep during like while the agency <laughs> is all here were you I, were you hung over or was it just you were that no, tired no it was my probably my third week but my just body wasn't used to working 40 hour weeks and <laughs> you're full time paid intern so i mean i was getting there at 8 the hour long drive from long beach to irvine so i was just drained 
not, I, and I tried, I would drink coffee. I'd like put water <laughs> on my face and then literally just shut my eyes shut. And oh man, I it was deep shit. <laughs> It was really bad. Oh, it I'll looks like it. Uh, they, they almost actually made you relive your uh, your video that got you the job. Like, yeah, you got to go jump off the roof. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, what's your it, picks, brother? I don't have picks. I don't do picks. I let the uh, I let the the guests and Travis do them. But uh, if I had to do a pick, I'm going to pick Manchester City this weekend to beat West Ham. I would even take the. I believe the goal line right now is set at one point five. I would take that. Um, I'm going to set uh, minus one point five for City to beat West Ham. That's pretty big. West Ham plays really good against top six teams. So that, they do. That, that scares me a little. But if it's, it, is it at Man City? It is. So you think? I, yeah, I. You, you think just, Holland's going to come out hot is what I'm guessing. I, I think he's a little bit frustrated from his, you know, it's knocking a little bit of the rust off. They had a, a big tour coming to the U.S. and everything, and I think uh, he's going to get a little bit in better shape, um, and we're going we're gonna to show out. West Ham's a good team, though. You, you, yeah. you know what I'm thinking about right now while you guys are talking about soccer? <laughs> what? I, there's, <laughs> there's people around when we talk about sports like baseball, basketball, football, whatever, that listen to us, and they probably – it sounds like a foreign language. When you guys are talking, the only thing the whole entire time since you guys are talking about soccer that I've recognized is, is Man City. <laughs> like, the, you guys are dropping names, teams. This team's good against this, this type of talent. I'm just sitting here like, I've never heard of any of this shit in my entire life. It's yeah, kind of it's all, they're all European based. It is kind of a trip. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you've heard of Arsenal before, but yeah. I don't know. I just, I think it's so funny because I'm, I'm thinking of like from an outsider perspective when people hear like me and Ben talking about baseball or whatever, this is probably how they feel. It's just like, I want, oh, for I, sure. I have no clue what's happening. Yeah. So I have a, uh, I have a, a bar that I go to uh, pretty frequently uh, here in, in New York and, and the bar owner, he's this Irish guy and he knows nothing about, uh, knows nothing about soccer or, or no, not, he knows a lot about soccer, but he knows nothing about American sports. And he's like, Oh, I listened to your pod. And, He's like, I didn't really get anything of it, but it's kind of nice to just hear you guys talk about it. I'm like, oh, thanks. Shout out Union. Yeah. yeah we, we, can just give, we can just give him his, his little spiel. That, that's all he needs to know. That way, if somebody in the bar is talking about it, he can be like, oh, yeah, the Angels suck, huh? <laughs> yep, there you go. Hear that every episode. Yeah. Uh, but, Trav, I know we got to get you out of here, so let's um, wrap up with our typical fashion. My favorite segment, over slash under rated because it's a gambling-esque podcast sean so we're doing over and underrated i'm going to give you and this and for today we're just going to do three of them i'm going to give mm-hmm. you uh it could be a topic a thing whatever it may be a person and you can simply just say over or underrated you can tell a story about it why you feel that way and then travel do the same and then we'll uh keep pushing cool sounds like sounds plan, good sir. all right for our first one for over or underrated we're going with miley cyrus Ooh, that's a – do I go first and then Travis? Yeah, you go first. That's a tough one because she's so big and has been everywhere from Best of Both Worlds to Wrecking Ball. Um, <laughs> this guy knows, he knows all her songs. still going to say underrated because when I saw her last year at ACL, <laughs> there was a lot of people kind of just with their arms crossed watching it. And I was just shocked because 
she is an insanely good singer live. And the fact that they weren't singing her songs kind of frustrated me. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Sean's, Sean's belting out Wrecking Ball and Party in the USA. She has just so many bangers. And that's actually the second time that I've seen her live, fun fact. Wow. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, Mackenzie loves her, but I definitely, she's, yeah, Hannah Montana, I'll never forget. Wow. I love that. Travis? That was my big thing was, it doesn't matter what she did the rest of her life. She was once <laughs> Hannah Montana, and she will forever be underrated for that, dude. She, great actress. She's in movies. She's an incredible, mm-hmm. talented singer. She got a little weird for a little while, but that kind of happens to everybody when they get. I famous, liked it. You know? I was I was big on the weird stage. To be honest, yeah, yeah, like the, the little shaved head, side head of the head, mm-hmm. and like the comb over type deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. On top of that, she's Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. You know, like there's so many good mm-hmm. things that surround her. You really can't like. There's I feel like there's no L with her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. She she's incredibly underrated. But like he was saying, her real voice is is so good. So I feel like no matter what she drops or whatever like as a performer and as a as a actress and all that stuff she's incredible yeah Yeah. if you have free time definitely check out hannah montana the movie i think it was like (laughs) 2009 i remember i I remember watching with my little sister thinking damn this is not as good as rock high school musical but it's it's getting up there (laughs) but like the last song too adorable great flick (laughs) i don't know if you saw that movie about her texting that's called lol no 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 no, damn i'm behind i've definitely seen uh last song but lol Hmm. i'm gonna have to check that out tonight (laughs) (laughs) that movie's Uh, not quite as good but when i was when i was in like uh, when i was in college i used to have dreams like probably at least once a month that i was dating miley cyrus and i was just like dude oh. hope hopefully one day that comes true i'm still holding out for her i'm gonna see her in new york and she's just gonna be like ben bricky you were in my dreams and i'll be like yeah like let's make this happen i i truly hope that that happens yeah. for you i really do i thought you i thought she lived in calabasas uh, she probably does, but maybe she's out here for a show or something. She's doing something, you know, maybe a Broadway show, and I just happen to be going to the same one. And then there's an open seat next to her because the guy she was with is like got food poisoning, but she really wanted to see the show. So then she's like, "Yeah, the seat's open." And then I sit next to her, and we're both like, "Yeah, this isn't like probably the best show. You want to get out of here and go to a diner and just talk about each other's lives?" And then she's like, "Of course, let's do that." And then we start, you know, talking about all of our deep dark secrets all on the first night. Then we get a hotel room and we play charades. And then we play cards, and then we, uh, you know, just fall each- asleep in each other's arms. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sounds like a dream date. Mm-hmm. I I would really love to hear you guys tell each other your deepest, darkest secrets because I'm sure hers is one thousand times more than yours is. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's yeah. been through some shit. Yeah, the, I the mean, one I, person to tell it to though that will continue to date you after would be Bricks. I feel like you know you yeah, tell whatever, yeah. and he's like, "Ah, fuck it, it's in the past, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love to wake up the next morning and just call you guys and tell you that that happened. You're like, "Yeah, good one, dude." And I'm like, "No, it really happened." You're like, yeah, yeah, good one, bro. Miley uh, Cyrus Bricky, dude, it's got a good na- good ring to it. Yeah, dude, I would hyphenate my last name too. <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> you would take her, Ben Cyrus. Dude, I would yeah, I'd be Ben Cyrus, dude. DC, baby. Uh, that is a right. weird name. 
All right, Sean, this is, um, yep. I don't actually even know if you've ever been to this place, but uh, I, I was thinking about it today because I don't see too many in New York, but I was like, I miss those. Over underrated Olive Garden. Oh, I've ever been there? <laughs> yeah. nice. that, that's yeah. literally McKenzie's favorite restaurant. We just went <laughs> like a week and a half ago on a Sunday. <laughs> no, yeah, actually, not just that Sunday. We went the Sunday before that just because she was craving it and she wanted it. I would say hmm, <laughs> that's a really hard one because sometimes I do think it can be a little bit overrated. But then when I did go, that was probably the first time I'd been in. I don't know, maybe a couple of years that if you're really hungry, that it's underrated because with the free breadsticks, the <laughs> salad, the soup, and then obviously what you do is one person gets salad, the other person gets soup. So you pretty much get unlimited of everything. They have really good Shirley Temples. I drank probably six of them. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go if you're with someone else and you're going as a, a couple or a, a pair, then it's underrated because you can you you can get a lot of variety for not a <laughs> huge price that's my answer i love shirley temples too i've been getting them so much it's actually kind of crazy uh trav i'm gonna i'm gonna say underrated as well just because it's remember how we were talking about in and out being like it's it's fast food but it's like a step above mm-hmm Olive Garden's like a fancy restaurant, but a step down. So if you <laughs> say, say you're struggling with money, but you meet this really nice Miley Cyrus type girl and you want to take her out on a date, but you don't have, you can't afford to go to some like $30 entree place, $60 entree place, go to Olive Garden and you can both eat for like $25 and she would think it's the finest dining she's ever been to, you know? Yeah. And then yep. also when you're there, you're family. Yep. <laughs> And, All of and, a killer, and the secret little well it's not really like a huge pro tip but if you get the um extra side of alfredo sauce and then you dip the breadsticks in those while you're eating the salad that's make that's actually from mckenzie but that's Ooh. the that's the absolute go-to and i crush probably six to seven breadsticks by myself wow that sounds like good shit six. yeah dude their breadsticks are unreal yeah, and they're really nice because even when we were leaving, they were like, oh, we'll just get a bunch extra. They gave us like a whole salad, soup, and breadsticks just to go just for the hell of it. Yeah, I'm going to say Pretty again, nice when you're there, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's <laughs> All right, uh, Sean, this last one is yeah. specifically for you. Uh, I made it for you, um, but over underrated kettlebell swings. Hmm, that's an interesting one. So I was, my mind was not going that direction. <laughs> I would say that hmm, this is kind of going to go against what I probably would normally. Yeah, I'm just going to say it. I think they're overrated. And I think it's because I don't really, when I do workouts, I don't like to go really heavy, especially with anything that involves back, because I know a lot of people that. I don't know, they're like, try to deadlift a bunch of weight, maybe like 215 or something, and then they'll do wrong form, you know, wreck their back, and they're out for, like, freaking two months of doing back work, so I'm, I, yeah, I'd rather do other stuff with kettlebells. The swings, I'm just not trying to hurt my back, so I'm going to say overrated. 
Okay, I like it. Trav? Uh, overrated. <laughs> very, point very point A. I've got one point. Point A, working out sucks. All right, that's all. <laughs> Dude, Travis, once you try this alpha brain, you'll be getting absolutely shredded. <laughs> Imagine you send the alpha brain in like in two weeks, I'm just posting pictures on my Instagram. I just got a fucking eight pack. I'm in, dude. What happened? Well, I started taking Alpha Brain, and then I took it a step further, and I started liquidizing it and shooting it up. <laughs> it's great. You just turned into a brick shit house. Oh man, oh, that's good. Okay. Um, all right. So, in fresh off the couch fashion, hit it, Trav. One time for the for the listeners. Fresh off the, fresh off the, fresh off the couch. That was nasty. <laughs> that was fucking sick. I was pretty tight. I do have to say, you you weren't prepared for the rebate. So. Chopped and was, screwed, bro. That was good stuff right there. Uh, so in the in the fresh off the couch fashion, we have to leave with one last question, Sean. It's been great from your picks to your social media to everything that you do with pickleball um, and then also your love of Miley Cyrus. Thank you so much for being on. But the last question we have to leave in a fresh off the couch question is fresh off the couch. Could you make $50 in an hour dancing in a public place? So I know your dance moves are great, but you got to get out there, maybe a street corner, put out your hat, just start dancing, jiving, and just saying, you could put up a sign maybe that says, you know, dancing, dancing for, for life. I don't know, whatever you prefer. Could you make 50 bucks in an hour? Yeah, for sure. I think if I went to Rainy Street, which is the most popular and it gets insane on a Friday and Saturday, dude, people now on weekends when you go there, they set up little booths and they're doing magic shows. Like you'll see just a group <laughs> of people, no lie, like 20 to 30 people around someone doing a magic show in between bars. So I think if I set up some lights, maybe glow sticks, a fog machine, and a strobe light, <laughs> I, I could for sure hit fifty dollars. And I mean that might be over budget, but there's no doubt in my mind that I could. Yeah, there's some way I could work it out on Rainy Street, no doubt. All right, what tunes you dancing to? I party would, in the USA, dude. Yeah, party in the USA. I think it would. Have, that's the thing. I think it would have to be songs that people for sure know and can kind of get along with. It wouldn't be like Megan Thee Stallion shit, but I don't know. Maybe a, I don't. I, I don't know why it keeps popping in my mind is like Mario, let me love you, and like throwing <laughs> out like roses to people or something. I I don't know. I like one of those just old school classics that, and but then it turns into like an EDM banger where I'm just like raging or something. I don't know. Sean would be the most interactive person ever. He'd be just running up to people and getting them to dance too. I think you could do it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll put that to the test. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this again. There's no doubt that he could do this in my mind because of that that smile and energy while he's dancing. People are going to feed off of that and people will give him just whatever he wants. He, he looks like the sweetest man on earth. They'll give him anything. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. <laughs> they're, for, they're newborn kid. You dance yeah. great. Here's our newborn. <laughs> I'm just have the baby. So <laughs> uh, Trav, could you do it? Uh, 
I think so, but I think I would have to go in a little more of like a sexual route where I'm like (laughs) taking the shirt off and stuff. Because I think I think my dance moves are a little more basic than than Sean's are. So I think that I might have would have to start doing like a strip tease and and start really getting sexualized in there for me to start getting (laughs) for me to start getting money. That would be you show up in like a construction outfit and then you just start slowly <laughs> taking. It. There was this guy in San Francisco who used to like be in a full construction outfit and he would tap dance. And I'm not talking like just like not good tap dancing, like he was like a legit tap dancer, but in like full construction. It almost oh, looked shit. like it almost looked like he like left a job site. He's like, All right, guys, gotta leave. Sorry, gotta, I gotta, gotta go to my second job. <laughs> and he would just be tap dancing in a hard hat and like reflectors and i'm like dude this guy is great one of his co-workers and his wives are like walking down the strip and they see him johnny how's patty doing oh he's great he's just get going at it oh that's great oh All dude right. that's uh that's good stuff gene um yeah i was thinking that to end the episode i was gonna do a little um of my favorite quote of my favorite impression remember Oh, please. Yes, these are going to be amazing. I can't wait. Please do this. Sean's impressions are... Travis, I don't know if you've heard these, but this is absolutely incredible. I don't think I have, but I'm ready. Okay, okay. I'm just going to do one. It's my favorite one. It's probably one of my favorite movie quotes. Um, Okay, let me just get in the zone really quick for like three seconds. Silence, please. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah, I've been doing these pretty often. They kind of get me going, especially on Fridays. That's kind of my thing. I'll send you some, Travis. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. Oh, you think darkness is your ally? Really good. I was born in it, molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man. By then, it was nothing to me but blinding. That's my thing. <laughs> oh my god, dude! That I did ask for a second. Thought that you went on the internet and started like a a, a, a part of that video, and we're just playing it into your microphone. No, dude, that's uh, oh, dude. I'll I'll send you some soon. It's mainly I do a lot of Bane and then a lot of Harry Potter. Those are my go-to. Dude, his Dobby. Wait, dude, dude, he, when he does awesome. Do- when he does Dobby from Harry Potter, it's freaking hilarious, dude. It's amazing. That was incredible, Sean. But, you know, that's just wanted to end it with a nice little impression for the people. <laughs> I, I, I do want to ask you, though. You said that you wake up and get yourself going with that. Um, yeah, it's usually, I don't know, on Fridays when I kind of get to like two or three, then I just start ripping about the people. There's certain certain people, it's usually the my friends that give me the best responses back. Those are kind of like that are hitting the weekly ones. Um, cause usually what I'll do now that I've gotten decent at it or kind of like, uh, better at the voices is I'll make cut like almost like, um, cameo. I'll make custom mm-hmm. messages for them, but using that voice, you know what I mean? That's, That's my new thing. Awesome. <laughs> oh, it's, one it's so Friday. good. Oh, maybe next Friday. Cause this Friday I'm going to have a work event, but yeah, I'll send you one and you'll be like, what the fuck did I just listen yeah. to? <laughs> I'd love for you to, to try to hype me up on like for the week on a Monday morning and wake it up to you doing the Bane voice. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. 
I'd be ready. I'd be ready to destroy the week. (laughs) They're so they're so good. Uh, So thank you, Sean, for for coming on. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you soon. Uh, I'm not going to see you till September, but uh, thank you for coming on again. And uh, Travis, any any last words or Sean, anything you want to plug or say about yourself? uh, Feel free. No, thanks for having me on, and hopefully uh, Travis has a nice little date night. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. It was nice to chat with you. And uh, I'll close out the show with a good old, you ready?